We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, Michael's back. Uh-huh, Michael's back. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my goodness. It's so much fun to be with my son on Sunday night. And there are times when he can't come, but... He can't be on with me, but oh my gosh, I'm excited he's returning tonight. Um, welcome back, son. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much. It was a busy weekend. I was doing a lot of talking in loud spaces, which is why I sound like this, which is always a good reason to be a little bit hoarse. Okay, here's the thing I get asked all the time. What does Michael do in a, <laughs> at, at Amazon? Explain it to us. <laughs> what does he do? What is that thing? <laughs> um, I work in localization, and I localize the trailers for the largest TV shows and Amazon Prime Video, which means if you were to see a trailer for the, the, the Lord of the Rings, which is the title I just finished working on, uh, if you were to see a trailer for that TV show. The, the Lord of the Rings, like the Ring of Power? The Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, the brand new Amazon Prime Video uh, TV show that just launched on September 2nd. So I have spent the last many, many months working on that title, which I'm very proud to have worked on. Um, and so if you, if you were to have watched any of the trailers uh, that, that we, we released for that title, which there were several, I if you have. watched it in a foreign language, either dubbed in a foreign language or subtitled in a foreign language, I was part of the uh, very, very, very small team of people who oversaw the process of making that happen. We actually, we actually produced the, the localized versions of those trailers. So... I've worked in, in, in localization or post-production in some capacity for about 10 years. Um, and uh, Disney was my main client for probably four or five years of my career. And I got to work on a lot of Marvel content, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, I got to work on the, 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 the Hunger Games. I got to work on the Twilight Saga, uh, the James Bond film, Spectre. So I've gotten to work on some really big titles throughout my career, thankfully. But uh, this one definitely takes the cake and that of course the lord of the rings of the rings of power is the most expensive show in history um and in getting history. to be a part of that in some small part was truly an amazing experience uh and if you haven't seen the show check it out because it is beautiful i really enjoy watching it oh that's awesome michael you explained it so well i can actually understand it now <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> no, you remember how many I, times I just, i've called you and go so now what what is it and, you and do? Not, you know? It's not just you. There, there are people in my industry, the people in post-production, and I have coworkers throughout my whole career, and they go, so localization, what is that? You make right. closed caption files? No. 
So what was subtitled? Yes, and dub. What the dub? How does that work? And then when I really, you know, diving into the the, the technical aspects and all the rules and, and how um, how one decides how to localize something in reference to how an actual platform works, you know, Prime Video versus Disney Plus versus Netflix, the rules change in terms of what the platforms can and can't do, uh, and that's what really gets. Uh, technical, and I'll start going on about, you know, this and that, and people just, their eyes glaze over, and they're like, what, what? (laughs) Too much information. (laughs) I've had to just practice explaining localization in in simpler terms. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you've been really busy. You did something called D23. Tell us what that's about. Yeah, so D23, uh, first of all, I'll just say, I have never gone to to a Comic-Con, you know, here here in San Diego. I've never gone to one uh, on the East Coast. I've never gone to WonderCon. I haven't gone to to any of the kind of nerd, awesome conventions that are out there that are really fun and really, really huge, even though I live in the center of some of the biggest ones in the world. D23 is is Disney's kind of, it's kind of their their own Comic-Con. It's all of their intellectual property. Um, in one convention where you get to hear all these huge announcements of what's happening, not just with Disney Plus TV shows, um, but, but all of their you know, various properties around the world, all their parks, the changes being made in the parks, the new movies coming out. Um, uh, and, of course, the stars show up uh, to, to, to do presentations on stage to present their new entities, which is the same thing that you would see at Comic-Con or a larger convention like that. And, of course, uh, you know, Disney will sh- show up and do a whole Marvel panel at, at Comic-Con in-, in the same way that Prime Video had a whole panel f- for their content at Comic-Con. But D23 is really a convention for Disney fans and fans of all of their intellectual property. That said, uh, I was really excited because I walked in there and there was uh, a- a- an exhibit that was being co-produced or presented by Amazon. I was like, ha-ha! We are here. <laughs> so it was cool to still see my company at D23 in partnership. And they actually had Walt Disney's plane, his private jet that he used to, to, to fly around the world. They had it in the convention center and it was beautifully lit. And it was presented by Amazon when you get to go see this plane. They had some of his original clothing and seats from the plane itself. And it was all inspiring to walk into an indoor space and see this gleaming you know, circa the 1950s or 60s, I'm assuming, plane. Uh, that, that was a great exhibit. And it was cool to not feel like I was a traitor to my current company while I was appreciating my former clients. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, but I think that but, I, I, don't, I can't imagine someone being upset about that. But No, Go of ahead. course not. I just thought it was cool to see Amazon in partnership with one of the, the, the booths at the convention. Um, but as I, as I mentioned, I've never gone to any of these. And so a friend of ours actually had tickets. He had uh, passed it for the weekend, and he said, I can't use it. I'm going to be out of town. Do you guys want to go? And we said, sure. So uh, at the very last minute, we got two passes to go to D23. And that, of course, meant that we weren't going to get into any of the panel discussions. Uh, more importantly, we didn't try to get into those because we knew there's long lines, fans who have been wanting to go to those for a long time. And we weren't really there to you know, go to one panel or another. It was just to kind of experience it and see what it's like. And I got to tell you, uh, I was really hungry, first of all, but so thank goodness there was an entire row of food trucks outside of of the convention center. And I was like, yes, I'll go there. (laughs) We're going to get some food and some fries. I was like, why do I feel in this haze? I'm moving slow. And I was like, oh, I haven't eaten. I just drove an hour to Anaheim. 
So oh, first, man, when you are food. hangry, it's just not oh. pretty. It's not pretty. Right. <laughs> and, like, I was enjoying myself, but I was like, there's something about this that's just not doing it for me. And I think it's, I'm starving. So we finally got some food. <laughs> Don't say starving. Our, we're not starving. No, I shouldn't say starving. I was very hungry, and we were in, in the convention center. And by Disney magic, after eating, suddenly everything was fabulous. <laughs> everything was so much fun. And, and, and I, I resurfaced to the land of those who aren't, you know, begging for hamburgers. And I realized that the costumes around me were just extraordinary. Because although in Disneyland proper you can't cosplay as the actual Disney characters themselves because, because they don't want part guests being confused as to if you are an actual character, that's part, that's part of the experience, or if you're just a guest dressed as a character. But at D23 you can and are encouraged to dress up as your favorite Disney character in the most extravagant way. I mean, if you can just like them, go for it. And as I have seen pictures from other conventions, uh, the, the fans did not disappoint at D23. They were just some beautiful outfits, really cool renditions of various costumes. Um, and and the, the diversity across the board was also wonderful. You know, I, I just, it was cool to see such a, a great blend of cultures at this one place all coming there to celebrate our love for the mouse and all things that are part of the house, the mouse. I was taking pictures of all the costumes and seeing the huge posters on the wall. And I, it was inspiring, frankly. I mean, now, now that I, I worked, worked on, on a major marketing campaign, kind of seeing the other, other side of this, it was inspiring to see the shall I say the commerce side of this and how you can take something so beloved and 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 elevate that interest into something really grand and how you can have, have people interact with your content and really what that does and, 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 and to see that at scale in this huge convention center and I say scale in a business sense, but also the the, the literal scale. I mean on the main showroom these exhibits for each brand were enormous. We're talking 20 foot tall walls and video screens and costumes. I mean, it's big. Everything in there feels huge. Um, and it was, it was just nerd heaven. I loved it. Uh, I wish I would have brought a costume <laughs> just because I would have fit right in. And yeah. uh, it was, it was but just speaking really of costumes, story. Michael, speaking of costumes, Halloween is around the corner and I'm curious I'm to know what your costume in this year. I'm just, I'm not ready for it yet. It's September. Yeah, <laughs> but seeing... come on. Costumes, are, people are buying costumes for Halloween for real. I'm if it's going, the, 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 you're, you, I don't see any pumpkins either, but I'm talking about people that really want to get out and have some fun costumes. And Disney went all out, of course, with costumes. I looked um I looked that up to see some of the costumes that they have. And your two nieces, would, especially the youngest, would love, love, love to wear some of those princess dresses. Although they're a little creepy when it's for Halloween. So I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't give her that. No, She'd love it, but she for, won't know. It's for kids. I think, I think a princess dress or something happy for kids is, is an appropriate Halloween Oh, no, costume. no, no. That's but I, they have some of those princess costumes that look a little dark, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It um, as a person who inherited a love for sparkly costumes on stage from his mother, <laughs> I shockingly... Wait! <laughs> <laughs> Did you just put that on me for real? Oh my no. gosh. <laughs> Shockingly, I am really bad at planning my Halloween costumes. 
uh, I, I will work for months on a costume I'm going to wear on stage. I'm really big on it in that I own quite the amount of extravagant costume pieces that I, I wear uh, when I'm performing as a magician. But I'm not going to wear those to a party because I don't want to get them messed up. I'm, I'm, I'm quite precious about them. Um, so when it comes to my actual costume, I feel like, well, I'm too creative to just buy a costume. So I have to make something. And then I don't. And so then like the day before, I'm like, oh, man, I got to go to the store and do something. If you That's recall. That's your M.O., but you have come up with some beautiful costumes. This is true. Incredible. But, you know. We used to have the 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 world's largest, well, second largest Halloween festival and West Hollywood Halloween carnival that happened in, in, in the center of WeHo, as we call it. Six hundred thousand people would descend upon that one street. All the streets are blocked off. Some of the best costumes in the world. All the bars are open. A huge party, right? Canceled right. during during the lockdown, like everything was. Canceled the next year, and everyone expected 2022 for it to come back. And lo and behold, the city of West Hollywood said, "Nah, we're good." So <laughs> silently and without fanfare, one of the largest Halloween parties in the, uh, in the country just disappeared. So hmm. I, I think the, the first question is not what I'm going to wear; it's where we're going to go. Right, and so I'm sure there are a bunch of house parties too, or neighborhood parties. There are, but I mean, it's Los Angeles. So when, when we say a Halloween house party here, um, it's, well, I'll give you an example. Uh, a Halloween house party I went to several years ago was with the Winklevoss twins, who, of course, are the ones that sued Right, and they should have. Sued Mark Zuckerberg for Facebook. It was their house that in, was it in Bel Air? No, West Hollywood Hills. And a house that they basically purchased to throw parties, and it was star-studded. Famous people all over the place. Costumes were out of this world. You know, that's the kind of house parties people have here where it's like 300 people in a mansion um, and it's catered and there's like a staff of 30. And they're like, oh, it's just a house party for Halloween. There's DJs, ballet services. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's your friend's house party down the street and then there's the L.A. house party, which if you can get into one of those, absolutely go because they're very fun. Oh, there you go, Michael. We got to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
It is now 1024 here at WCCO. Welcome back. Uh, it's such a pleasure to have the Mom and Michael Hour and to be able to talk with my son on Sunday nights. It really matters to me as a mother, um, as someone who thinks he is just amazing. I, I am so blessed. I always say to my children, thank you for choosing me as your mother. So it's just, it's wonderful. Um, Michael, I have to tell you, we have this looming situation here tonight, uh, all day today, in fact, where um, the nurses are talking about striking right here in the great mm. um, Twin Cities. And uh, it's a three-day Minnesota nurses strike, and it could happen tomorrow morning. At 7 a.m. Monday, 15,000 nurses are scheduled to strike against 16 major hospitals in the Twin Cities, Moose Lake and Duluth. Now, this will be the largest nursing strike in U.S. history if it happens. I'm just curious to know what is your reaction to just hearing that? Because can you imagine the people in the hospital that would not have a nurse at their bed for three days? Absolutely. I mean, and that is terrifying. But the first question I have is what are the demands they are trying to get that would warrant a strike this large? Because often, which I haven't done the research on this, so I don't know what they're asking for, but often when I do dig into a strike of this size, it's things that sound really basic. <laughs> it's usually like, you know, uh, uh, wages that are in line with inflation and, and better health care and better sick leave. It's usually, you know, basic um, things that any employee would want. More safety, yeah, and absolutely. So, Right. It's just like a better wages, more safety, all the things that a patient at a hospital would want for the nurse taking care of them. So even without knowing what they're asking for, I, I imagine my reaction to this would be the same as it is with most of these large strikes where I go, well, why can't you just give them what they need? And of course, there's the other side, you know, it raises the cost of health care, it raises insurance premiums, it makes certain things more expensive, or it would bankrupt a hospital. Hospitals are already struggling with their margins. Yes, I know that there are there's a large counter argument often, but I'm like, 15,000, just give them what they want. They're nurses. They're literally saving lives. I make trailers and movies. They're saving lives. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? And, like, yeah. And during the worst part of COVID, they were the ones that were staying, you know, working long, long hours, not their usual mm -hmm. hours, because there were so many people so sick and close to death. They, they gave all of themselves to us. And I'm just stunned that any hospital would say to them, I'm sorry, we just can't give you that kind of increase. I, it, it's crazy to me. Uh, what the nurses are, are doing, they're asking for a 30% pay hike. 30%. Now, to me, a CEO will get far more than 30%, right? And they're not mm -hmm. doing the work of a nurse. They're not. They're not even, they're not doing the work. So you know you can't, keep going like this with no nurses. You just, who would think that that's okay unless you're willing to invest in the technology that's going to cost you way more than a 30% pay hike, right? Well, it, it's interesting not knowing the current numbers. If, if I recall correctly, there's still a nurse shortage in the U.S. at every major hospital in all the big cities. Right. So, so a 30% pay raise... <clears throat> Sounds significant. I mean, that's a really, really big number for a raise for any employee. That said, if you have highly skilled employees who are doing the work of two people because they're working two shifts back to back, but they don't have the support to even take PTO and see their families, it's not really 30% for one person. It's 
30 percent uh, to retain an employee as opposed, to, as opposed to having to pay twice that much to retrain and try to source a new employee. Right. So, right. again, not knowing the terms, but knowing some bit about uh, about how one would this negotiation, I'm hoping they can just land somewhere in between. If it's not 30, it's like, how about 20, 25? Well, you know, can we give something up here, you know? So mm-hmm. I just, I'm always astounded when, to your point, systems struggle to support those that our society needs the most, our, the, the, the people who are the very fabric of our social contracts, you know, and that, that extends uh, to all, all people in service, whether you're in healthcare, whether you're a uh, police officer, which I have, you know, lots of opinions about that, but still, you're still serving and, and teachers. And why are we always so hesitant to pay people in those professions as much as they should be paid? I pay them a living wage. If you're spending 24 hours at the hospital, often, mm-hmm. come on, people have family. These nurses have families and husbands and friends and relationships. It's like, why wouldn't they do? This is so incredible to me. They, of course, deserve it in my own eyes. I've had nurses at my bedside. You know, when I had knee surgery, you name it. Mm-hmm. I met one. She was at the show last night, by the way. And she said to oh, me, really? I was one of your nurses. Yeah. So, you know, I I don't get it, Michael, but we will continue to talk about this over the next three days here in Minnesota for sure. And maybe next Sunday we can uh, revisit it. But we got to take a break and um, we're going to come back. And I want to talk about 9-11 with you because this is the 21st anniversary today. We'll be back. It is now 1036 here at WCCO. Welcome back. Before we start talking about 9-11, Michael, I'm concerned about water. Um, I know you've been hearing about some of the lakes that are disappearing, whether it's in um, Vegas, um, where, whether it's in um, Salt Lake City in Utah, uh, that particular one called the Great Salt Lake. It's just unbelievable. If you look at the images of what it looked like um, and then what it looks like now, you just can't believe that's all the water left. Uh, in the Great Salt Lake. It is absolutely shocking. Do you ever think about the possibility of water going away in Los Angeles? Because, of course, the Los Angeles River does not always fill up every year. Um, we're hopeful that it does because it really helps, but not every year. I mean, we're in a drought right now, for sure. Uh, so I, I tend not to think about water running in L.A. first. I think of it running in Las Vegas because we know that that will happen. That countdown to Vegas not having water has already begun. In fact, hotels are already storing water for the future so that they can stay open, um, you know, which is why I need to go to Vegas. You know, I, I want to go support them while they're still here because I'm just such a good person, and that's why I have to go and eat food <laughs> and eat shows. I'm sorry to you know, laugh, but, you know, are you serious? Just, no, I'm totally joking. <laughs> I'm completely joking. Um, but, but, oh, no, but you I, didn't. I I will say there are times where I, I'm like, you know, we should get our Vegas trips now because I genuinely believe Vegas is not going to be there in in the same capacity in the future. And if it is there, it'll be a smaller version and it'll be wildly more expensive because you're going to have to pay for the experience of going into the, the middle of the desert and having water. I mean, the, the, the Wynn and the Encore are Joey and I's favorite hotels in Las Vegas. And there's nothing like staying there and looking down on a pristine Green, green golf course. I just couldn't believe it the first time I saw it. I couldn't believe it. it it's incredible, and it's beautiful. Why would they do that? 
because they know they're going to get people to fly from all over the world to play this amazing golf course in the middle of the desert. But even if you, if you drive to Palm Springs, which we, we do a few times a year, uh, if you go in the nice areas, there are pristine golf courses in Palm Springs. You're in the desert. It's 120 degrees. There's a shortage of water. But they're paying money to, 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 to create these experiences to have these golf courses there. Uh, but eventually, money is simply not going to be enough to buy access to water because the actual needs of water are, are going to trump uh, someone else's luxury. So I think Vegas will go first. Uh, and then, you know, L.A. has we've been in a drought for quite some time. It did actually rain this week in a t- small bit of rain, which was incredible. We had a thunderstorm a couple week uh, weekends ago with high winds, not in L.A. proper, but a bit more east of here. So we've gotten some rain, but we're still deeply in a drought trying to conserve water. Um, but obviously, the city simply cannot sustain uh, the amount of water that we all use and the growth of the city. So it's us. But it's also the planet. You know, climate change is very it real. Is. It's very happening. So, but but here's what I don't understand, Michael. Yeah. Forgive me for interrupting. I don't understand why they have not built a system. Just like they have oil pipes under the ground, why mm-hmm. can't we have water pipes? So the states that have plenty of water, like they don't have drought. They always have plenty of water. Then we should be able to take some of that water to those um, cities in certain states that can replenish the water that's missing. I don't know why we can't do that. Why can't that's we do question. that? That's the question everyone has asked for years. When, it, when there's a huge flood in one part of the country, why can't you take that water and move it over here? But uh, I don't know the the most cogent uh, answer to that. Right. I would imagine it's just because they have the, the actual uh, physical lift or, or the the economics of moving uh, dirty water, because really it's not, it's not, hasn't been purified, doesn't yeah, really but work. So is, the, area... so is the lake. It's dirty water too. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, you but, used but, to be but, able to look down into a lake, not anymore. Right. And, and, and people can, can, you can buy electricity from other states. You can buy heat from other states. I mean, you can buy other utilities, gas from other areas that can be brought over to you. When, when we see, you know, a flood on one side and a drought on the other, if a place is flooding, the last thing they care about is how to move that water to L.A. or to Vegas. They're just trying to save lives and save their neighborhoods. So, yeah. And, so, and, and it, it's overwhelming their entire piping system. So if you have that situation where you have a, a rainfall that heavy, how would you even process the water and move it to a different location if you can't even Oh, they it can do it. If you can take the, 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 what do they call it, out of the ocean, the salt, but there's a word yeah. for it. I can't remember. It, there, there's a Sal- machine, a gigantic machine that can do that. Th- yeah. What is it? Salination. Oh, selen- sal- salination. Exactly. We can do that now. There are other countries doing it, right? And it's a very delicate process to put that salt back into the ocean. But they figured it out. If we can do that, we can't take the floods that are going on in this state and make sure that as soon as those floods begin... Send them through the pipelines to the state that needs it. Now, the question is, how in the world do you know ahead of time if that state needs you it? You won't. <laughs> exactly. You if, if, there was, so. if, if there was uh, proper planning in place to that degree, uh, Katrina wouldn't have happened. You know, look, cities simply are not forward thinking about their own people enough to support another city. Because as we've seen, when disasters hit, people die. You know, so I, I think the, the the first order is just 
how do you protect the people who live in those areas when the, the, the disaster hits? And then once we have that down, which we surely do not in America, <clears throat> once we have that worked out, we can talk about how to move uh, water from one place to another. If they can take it out of the ocean and make it clean water, you can drink. You, they ought to be able to do it. That's all I know. We've got the brain trust but, that can do that. Of course. I but, believe. But to, to your, but to your point, that process is delicate. It takes time. It's very expensive. You can move water. We move huge amounts of water across uh, across states all the time. But usually when people talk about this, it isn't about consistent water in one area moving to a different area. That happens. We're talking about uh, unexpected, enormous amount of water in one area and then moving the, uh, that piece over. But it's an unexpected piece. That's the piece where, sure, there is technology that can do it, but the technology we have currently, as far as I know, can't do it at scale when it's unexpected. I'm just saying that they could. They don't, <laughs> but I believe that they can. Now, Michael, I have to ask you before we have to take a break. Remembering 9-11, of course, this is the 21st anniversary. I think you were... How old were you when that happened? I was, you must have been 16. Four, no, I was a sophomore in high school, and I was a year ahead, so 14. 14, wow. Yeah, you yeah. were at, at uh, St. Thomas Academy. And I remember that day. I remember what happened. Do you remember, or you just don't think about it? Yeah, I don't think about it as much, but I think if someone asks me about it, it always pops up. I was in French class with Professor Maureen Pelletier, uh-huh. and... I just remember how quiet she got. And, you know, there was no, we had cell phones and there was text messages, but there wasn't social media yet. Uh, There was no Facebook alert. There was no iPhone alert. It was just, you know, your basic phone. So news spread across across the, the school intercom system or word of mouth. Your teacher went or someone popped in the room and said, hey, something's happening. And once we got into what was going on, she turned the television on in the classroom and what hit me the most as a young person in that, mo- in that moment was less the images of the first plane and more watching her face. It was the hurt, the dread, the concern, and the pain on her face that really hit me. Something is really happening. Because if you recall, we didn't quite know what was going on at first. Um, but just seeing her reaction, I said, okay, the adults in the room are looking at this differently, and they shifted from, oh, it's going to be fine, to let's contact the parents, what's going on, do we send kids home or not? Um, and that, that sticks with you for the rest of your life. We were often late getting you to school. We, when I say me and you, and you didn't drive. And, and let me tell you something. You know, I used to scream at you. Remember, I would say, <laughs> I would say on the intercom, Michael, it's time to get up, honey. Mm-hmm. Go, oh. Real nice the first time. And I go, Michael, it's time to get up, honey. You have to get to school. And then I'll go, oh, you know, that sound. And then I go, Michael, seriously, you got to get up because I'm coming in. And, <laughs> and one time, I remember I called, I got Venice up. Well, she was already up and dressed. And I said, come on, you got to help me with this. And we pulled you off the bed and I threw water on your bed and on you. Yes. Do you remember yes, that? I, did. I do. <laughs> I do. Just to, I was like, you have got to get going. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it, though. It was kind of fun. Oh, like, God, don't tell me that. I never heard you say that. Are you kidding me? I thought I was like Superwoman. 
<laughs> throwing me off, pulling the entire mattress off the box screen and then tipping it over, throwing me on the floor. And yeah. I, I, you know, I remember and throwing water at you at the same time. Right. And one time I just grabbed the blanket and just kind of curled back up in it. I was never a morning person. Um, are you? Are you now a morning person? I mean, don't answer that. Don't don't a, answer. By don't default, answer. of being an adult, I do it. But like any adult does, I don't like it. Um, this is a complete uh, pivot. But I will say, uh, the other day I was at home and I took like a little nap for 15 minutes. But I, I mentioned that to say, when it's bright lights in the house and there's a little bit of noise and there's someone in the house, you know, maybe in the kitchen or in a different room doing something else. It relaxes me, and I, I, I tend to fall asleep when I don't no, normally take naps. And it's because of mornings like that, on the weekends especially, where I was sleeping in because I didn't like morning, and I could hear you or someone else in the other part of the house. There was laughter. There was, you know, motion going on. Uh, and it was bright light coming through my windows. That, those are some of my most peaceful uh, parts of my, of my adolescence. And so when that happens here at home, it still makes me fall asleep because I just it just puts me in such a zen. So thank you for those beautiful moments in the in our house when I was growing up. Okay, I got to think about that all night. Oh my goodness. Okay, mm-hmm. that's beautiful, Super Michael. Fair. And and your father, by the way, was always up and early. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, your sister was always up and early. Your mother was up and early. Well, Not okay, always, so here we but are. I was up. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was you. <laughs> so, and that's yeah. why, because you were all up doing things, and I was just under the covers, blissful. Like, oh, everyone's up and awake, and it's sunny, let me just doze back to sleep for a little bit. It was wonderful. You are a wonderful son. You really are, Michael. But, oh Not my God, the thing that your moments. mom normally tells you when you never get out of bed on time, but thank you. <laughs> I will accept <laughs> that love. I remember the first time I took you to school. Oh, I know. We have to take a break, don't we? We got a break, and then we'll come and finish up, Michael. We'll be back. It is now 1053 here at WCCO. Oh, my goodness, as we wrap up this hour, I have had such joy tonight talking with you and and talking online on, on air with you. Um, I just really appreciate you listening and sticking with me over these years. It really means so much to me. Uh, I want to say thank you to all of the fans, um, and if not fans, just those that were in attendance at our concert for Javita and I last night. And it was just the spirit in the room, the feeling in the room was so special, Michael. And I am so excited that people came out and really supported us. It was just beautiful. I came home completely satiated with love and joy and all of it. And it just felt so great. I slept really well. So, Michael, one more time. nine eleven. Mm-hmm. what do you think of it today? When you think about it, what do you think of? It's a scar of the country, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, as I posted on social media, there was not 9-11 and then there was 1-6. And so for me, they're on the same level. Um, it's just further steps, uh, further cuts into the fabric of America. So I, I'm hoping that we can continue to move forward from uh, both terrorist attacks and, and, and turn out to be a better country in the end. There are other countries that go through so much, um, you know, whether it's in the Middle East or, you know, we have the the fights that went on for a very long time in Scotland, not Scotland, but um, Ireland. 
Um, it's, it's, we know that sometimes it goes on, it seems like, forever, and then it doesn't. Um, and I keep saying to myself, when will everyone really get over this? I don't know if it's possible for Americans to get over it. Um, but, you know, so many people still question the truths that have been presented and the falsehoods that have been presented. So as I think about 9-11, and, you know, there are still so many that helped get people out of the burning towers, and, you know, they're still sick. There are uh, people who had the fire trucks, and they went in, they climbed up those stairs to help anyone, and some of them are still so sick, many have died. And that's what breaks my heart when I think about it. It was just sad. But I have to add that, I, I don't think I don't think we should get over it. Um, I think it's it's history. It's 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 as important as, as, as some some of the biggest and saddest moments of American history. I think we just have to grow from it, you know, and, and look at the the lead up, the aftermath, and all those things, and just hope that it never happens again, and that we just don't repeat ourselves. You know, it isn't the first uh, tragedy that this country has gone through, but it's the first uh, of that particular kind. So, but yeah, just the word choice. I, I don't think we should get over it. We should just learn from it. Yeah, we had one civil war and it still lingers. You know, so many people still talk about it, even though I wasn't even living and so many of us weren't around during that time. But that that incredible civil war that didn't last long, uh, I think it was two years or four years, Jonathan might know, but uh, it's amazing. It was 1958 to 64, I think. So I was a little longer than I remember. Great example of a thing that we learned from. And so now that we have people who were there at 1-6 who want to have another civil war, uh, we can look at that th- through the proper lens and say, no, we're not going to do that again. You know, so that I think that's yeah. that important part uh, of any countries aren't perfect and just saying, here's where we come from. And then when that comes back around in history and we have new people wanting the same tragedy, uh, what can we do, do differently, differently this time to make sure it doesn't happen again? By the way, the Civil War was from April 12th, 1861 to April 9th, 1865, so almost four years to the day. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So four years. But I thought it was 58. It wasn't 58. My goodness. My professor would have been very upset with me today. You might, you might, <laughs> yeah. are you, are you mistaking the civil rights movement for? No, 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 no. Civil War. Okay. Nope. I thought it began in 58 and ended in 60 something. So there you go. It's been a pleasure, Michael, to have you on. It's always a pleasure to have you on. You make your mother so happy. I'm so honored to be your mother. You take care of yourself, okay? You too. Love you so much. I love you too. Bye, son. All right, Jonathan, it's been great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really fun. And I'm looking forward to next Sunday. I hope that all of you listening can stick and stay. And um, be with us next week as well. We've got some, I've got some great topics I think you'll enjoy. And remember, there are often times when we ask you to participate. Take care. Good night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.